If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Highway to Health. I'm Jeremy Quinby. How are you, my friends? This is episode 81 of the podcast. If you're a new listener, I want to welcome you to the show. Highway to Health is a place for you to explore and create your own blueprint for health. Having worked in integrative health for nearly 25 years, I'm acutely aware of how all aspects of our lives come to have an effect on our overall state of being. And it's my hope that through the content and conversations you get here, you'll become more engaged and empowered personally and in your communities. Today on the show, I've got a roundtable discussion about vasectomies, the less common approach to pregnancy prevention, and we talk about public perceptions around it and its role in public health. That conversation is just around the corner, but first I want to let you know that we have a new website about to launch, highway2.health. It's been a big undertaking, and in it, you'll be able to search and explore hundreds of topics, watch and listen to inspiring content, and find better resource than you can get from any of the traditional news sources. If you'd like to see this project continue to grow and thrive, please consider becoming part of the community today. You can support the show for as little as $1 a month by going to patreon.com forward slash highway to health, or by clicking the support link in the show notes on the app you're listening to right now. So this conversation today really started about five years ago when I was working on a project with Dr. Aaron Babb, uh, a regular on the show. He's the youngest member of this group in the conversation. And when he told me in his early 30s that he had already had a vasectomy, it took me by surprise. But the more I learned about his decision, the more intrigued I was and the more profound the concept became. This was recorded the same weekend in Denver as my conversation with Kristen Campbell from last week's episode, Love in the Time of COVID. And she joins us as someone who's had many conversations with male clients about the topic as part of her work as a professional matchmaker. And Anthony Monaco, a good friend, joins us as well to share his experience and reasons for getting a vasectomy at a younger than usual age. This is a candid conversation, as it has to be considering the subject matter, and is not something I've heard covered before, certainly not in sex ed. There's a lot to unpack about sex as it relates to culture, its importance in relationships, and the role science has in responsible sex practices. Certain to be an engaging one, here is our conversation about vasectomies. So this, this conversation has been going on sort of behind the scenes for a long time, partly from Dr. Aaron Babb, who's t- talked to me about what, what the reasons that you did this, which came from your sister and, we, and, and Anthony. I think it started with me. Did it start yeah. with you? I'm pretty sure it started with me. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. no, because you started talking about when we were still in Rochester and he, you hadn't met Anthony yet. Yeah, but I think he was the confirmatory. Yes. I yeah, I was I, the, I, I, yeah. now I know someone who did it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think, because I think I, I, I had yeah. thought yeah. of it before, but um, 
when I was at the Mayo Clinic still, and I, I went to meet with the urology department, and I actually met with the chief resident and asked about it, and I gave my whole spiel about how, um, you know, I might want to have kids someday, but I definitely don't want to have kids now, and yeah. I definitely don't want to have kids without, like, planning it and wanting so I can actually, you know, provide the right type of home and that sort of thing. Yeah. And so, so funny, I went and met with the chief resident, and she was like, huh, it's a really interesting uh, thing. I mean, it totally makes sense to me, but I'm pretty sure our uh, our chairman would make you have a psyche veil before we would do anything like that. And wow. you had to wait until you were mm-hmm. over 30 years old. Yeah, well, for the yeah. insurance to cover it, they said that, that I, I would have to wait until I was over 30. Huh. Interesting. But, but the reason why I actually ended up doing it, because that was like, you know, that was more in the discovery phase of getting all the information and stuff was until I had talked to Anthony. So, yeah. an- so Anthony, why did you decide to do it? Yeah, so... And how old were you? Uh, I was 32 when I did it. So I was a, a very sexually active, late 20s, early 30s person. Yeah. I was like Mr. Condom, um, but everyone hates them, as I did too. But I still used them. I was really good about it. Right. And uh, then I had a couple of years where both male and female friends had kids with people that were horrible people. Yeah, yeah. And watched it ruin their lives completely and did a little research. And I'm like, oh, they're reversible. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to do this because... They're like 85-ish percent reversible back then. I'm like, that, those are odds I can live with, you know, because okay. if, if I 15% can't have a kid, that ruins my life a little bit. If I have yeah. a kid with someone that I can't stand, it ruins my life entirely. Mm-hmm. So I was like, these odds make sense. Um, yeah, so I went and got it done. It was funny, actually, the psyche value you were mentioning, they, I had to do one before they did it because they said, you're, you're really young. Are you sure? I'm like, no, I'm not sure. I'm like, oh, well, now we need to talk. And I gave them that, that odds with, yeah. the hand, with the hand gestures. It ruins my life this much versus all the way to the ceiling. And they're like... I've never heard that answer before, but it makes sense, like you said. So, yeah, so, like, go on through. So Well, and it wouldn't have just ru- ruined your life. It would have ruined three people's three. lives. Yeah. That's the that thing. Is. Or all the people that child would have killed, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is funny, not funny. Right, yeah. <laughs> True. The know? chances of two serial killers in the same family yeah, are kind of astronomical. Yeah, what? Totally what do you mean? <laughs> Fair point. Well, when, when, Aaron, when Aaron talked about it with me the first time, he, I, I mean, I think I thought you might have mentioned Kristen in it, but also, just just that there was a conversation maybe that you guys had talked about for a while, and and the thing that impressed me about what you said about it was, think about how how many like how much emotional energy goes into what women have to go through all the time when they have a sexual partner and they're not ready for marriage with this person, and they're and and when you when this when this thing could be solved with a vasectomy. Yeah, so let me tell you the real story, or, or like the real story that made me really want to do it. Okay. So um, I was with someone at the time that I absolutely loved, and I still think she's incredible, you yeah. know? And um, we were both surgical residents. And if, you know, a lot of women actually don't know that you have to take the, if you're on birth control, the pill, you have to take it within like an hour every single day for it to work. Okay. Like if you actually skip one, you know, like you totally could get pregnant. Okay. Depending. So it's yeah. like it's it's only effective if you take it correctly and you take it like within like an hour or two of like the same time every single day. Yeah. So anyway, so we were together and um she ended up telling me that like she had a scare, but it was months ago and she never told me about it. Yeah. And I was like, gosh, that's so crazy that she like like went through that alone without telling me about it, you know? And I thought I felt so bad about that. But then the other part of it was 
you know, I'm a little kind of control freak too, you know, but yeah. to think that actually, you know, that could happen and I would have no idea. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, then I would have to deal with, you know, the complication another or the obligations of what to do about that. Right. And so I didn't want to have, you know, in the future to rely on someone else that they were going to take a pill every single day within an hour. Yeah. Well, and in residency, I mean, who knows if she's going to be able exactly. to get out of a surgical room. Yeah, and she could have been in the operating room for 10 hours, like, you know what I mean, like three days in a row or something, and, and to put the responsibility on her when we had, like, an equal relationship, you know? Yeah. It just didn't seem fair. Yeah, that was, part of it for me was, was that, too, is finding out that birth control. So I had a girlfriend who got on birth control, and she turned completely crazy. Like, she was the most even-keeled, awesome woman of all time, and she just became, like, just rage all the time. And I, I hid them from her. I was like, you cannot take these anymore. Like, I can't do this. Yeah. And I was like, what a crazy system that we have where that's expected for women to change their mind, like, their, their brains, how they function to do this thing when I can just get this snip surgically and it doesn't affect me at all. Yeah. And I was like, that's incredibly powerful. Why would I put this burden on females at all? It makes exactly. no sense. And exactly. then I became an evangelist and telling everybody, this is the best thing ever. The world needs this to happen at age 12 for every male, and then you have to like intentionally only have intentional babies. And so I just kind of became this big evangelist for that. I could not agree more. Yeah. And so like during my research, like looking at different options and stuff, like in India, they were like, they were uh, do, yeah, they yeah. were doing the trial of basically the injection into the vas deferens with basically kind of like silicone. So when the sperm like went through it, it would break it apart and it was reversible. Yeah. Like you could go in, give another injection, it would dissolve like the silicone or whatever yeah. it was. I was really excited about that. Did it not happen? Because I thought in like 2017, like they were coming to America to do the trials and I never heard anything about it. I was like, this is going to change the world. I know. It, the last I heard about it was someone had bought the rights to it to bring it to the United States and, and they wanted to do it as like a nonprofit and stuff. And I haven't heard anything. Oh, that is heartbreaking. Did because you? It it's probably somebody bought it to, to sink it. Right. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. this, this is not the Lord's way. <laughs> exactly. Well, did you freeze your sperm? I did. Yeah, uh, I did freeze my sperm, which was kind of a funny thing because um, I went to do it in my, 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 they had to put my sperm freezing appointment. They had to delay it for some reason. And then my vasectomy appointment was coming up. And so it ended up, I'd got my vasectomy right before I, I saved my sperm. So what's funny about that, because I was like, so this happened. Yeah, so they're like, you still have some sperm, so you should just go ahead and try. Um, so I did it, and like, uh, so the, like, the sperm count might be lower. So I saved my sperm, which was a whole hilarious story anyway, because they only <laughs> apparently hire really attractive women to work there. Um, but then <laughs> saved my sperm, and so I kept calling. I'm like, how many sperm are in there? How many sperm are in there? And they're like, well, we don't know yet. And so uh, you usually get 8 million from a typical yield, and I had 4 million in mine. But like, yeah. that's, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. I just rem I remember the uh, urologist because actually the the cryo um, freezing place was like the floor above his, and so I had to like I gave yeah had to give like three samples or something like that to like freeze your yeah. sperm. And I remember remember him calling me, and it was so clear that he like this was super abnormal to have such a young person do this. You know, and so I remember him getting on the phone. He's like, oh, you know, how's it going? You know, just calling to go over your results. He's like, whoa. He's like, whoa, you had a lot of sperm in there. He's like, this is not normal. <laughs> Basically, because like I was so young and most of the time it's oh, you know, much older people. Yeah, oh, right. like, it was funny <laughs> hearing him being like caught off guard on the phone. Yeah. Honestly, it was like the best medical experience I've had. I paid, I mean, I paid cash for it, you know, yeah. because part of it was. How much was it? So it was like five grand. Okay. Oh, wait, mine was That's like, including the sperm, not the, just the snip. Correct. Yeah, the, the snip was okay. like two, 
220, 230, I think. Yeah, so this like 200? No, no, no. no. Two, yeah. For, so I got it from Dr. Snips yeah. in, in Seattle. And he was $230. I'm pretty sure. Like, you can wow. do insurance, but it's a lot of hassle and they may not cover it. I'm like, I'll just pay you. For sure. Yeah. 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 So mine was a little different because mine was in San Francisco in a very nice area. And this guy was like, basically, he had this very boutique. And his thing was basically uh, vasectomy reversals. So because mm. I had done some surgery training and that sort of thing, I knew like, if I was going to have it reversed, I wanted the guy doing it up front who was going to do, you know, like knew how to do reversals in the end. Sense. So yeah. he like did it the right way. Like you really super scientific about it. Cause I, I had the same thing and they're like, so it's 85% reversal. And so I talked to the doctor and I'm, before he did it, like he's like about to snip in there. I'm like, can you just leave a little bit extra in there? And he was like, I, I guess it means it might not take. And I'm like, that's okay. Like that, maybe that gives me 10 more percent of reversing it. That was the extent of my, I want oh. this reversed. Oh yeah. That's funny. So he did. So he cut out a little bit less. Yeah, so so um, so mine, um, so he he cut it, he cauterized the end, and then put titanium clips on the end. And he's like, I've never had any issues. He's like, I had one NFL football player who's like, you know, um, uh, side chick basically tried to claim that it was, you know, like oh, his awesome. baby, and he said, <laughs> he said, nope. I was, I'm a hundred percent. And he loved telling that story. Yeah. That's but awesome. he, and so he said, he puts the clips on cause he's like, this is like the final, it's never going to come apart. Yeah. That's great. Again, that's the five grand well spent. Then. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but it was more for, it was more for his expertise. Yeah. So that's what I was really paying for because basically he does reversals all day, Yeah. you know, and I probably overpaid, but at the same time, it was one of those where I was, I mean, at that time I really thought I definitely don't want to have kids. I still don't think I want to have kids. You know, especially because of this whole thing, but like, it's kind of nice to have the option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was never sure. I, I kept thinking at some point I would really want them. The, the, the biological clock and it, it has just only diminished over time. But I'm like, yeah, if I change my mind, then I have the option. Right. Yeah. Yes. Ba- so. Back to one of the things that you said earlier that I, I think is really interesting, that I've read about is that when women take the pill, there's, there's getting ready to be a, a documentary coming out with somebody who I did a podcast with before with, with uh, Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein. They, they just did one, the, the one that I, about, about the use of cannabis uh, and cancer treatment with children, which was a bit kind of, you know, an edge to, to be talking about. Yeah. But, you know. The, Not the, so much here in Colorado. No, no. <laughs> but but the, sci- the science is there, and a lot of the stuff that they were filming was either on the East Coast or West Coast. But yeah, but they're, they're doing, they're getting ready to do another one that's coming out that's about the pill. And one of the interesting things about the pill is that when women uh, are on it, because of the way that it affects you, it affects your sense of, uh, of how you pick up pheromones. That is exactly the point I was going to make when they were <laughs> done with it. right? Her. Yes. Okay, well then you, you talk about it because you probably know about, more about it than I do. Well, this actually comes from being a teenager. I, a friend of mine and I were talking about it and about, we were talking about it as teenagers and about how... Um, the birth control has probably affected the divorce rate because people are attracted to people that aren't the right mates for them yeah. because of birth control and how it changes. Basically, it basically changes your hormones into a sense of you being pregnant. So you're actually more attracted to familial hormones and pheromones. Hmm. And so it was, yeah, we've been talking about it for years. Yeah, because that was, that was what I read was that you could, you know, you could be, as a, as a female, you could be attracted to a... Uh, a man and 
and think that 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 smell was great and then you get off of the off of the pill mm-hmm. and your hormones yeah. change yep. and and you really don't like the way this person smells how do you do that for the rest of your life right and that, you don't and that's why the divorce rate is yeah. what it is which you know it's 57% for a first marriage 60 some for a second 77 for a third and 87 percent for a fourth like and I think we get worse at it and i know i said that last night yeah, too. yeah. i think it's even wow. deeper than the and than the uh pheromones too it's actually like choosing a mate in their qualities mm-hmm. and so like i've heard and read like a bunch of stuff about that where people are you know a woman's on the pill they get married and then they go off and they divorce and it has something also kind of like their their risk or something like that where if they're on the pill because they're already like their body thinks they're pregnant yeah. they're not actually like looking for as like strong of a man or that sort of thing yeah there's a whole lot of factors that that affects and so um it goes back to and again one more reason to get a vasectomy because you're going to be attracting the right kind of mate as well if Mm -hmm. they're not on the pill and so it can make you really unhappy okay so as the only man in the room without a vasectomy (laughs) what are you waiting for now I have questions, and, I, and I'm just assuming that other people have questions about this too. So, so the 85% rate, that's probably improved. I would assume so. Yeah. Right. And I think it really has to do obviously with the person's hands, right? And how many they do, that sort of thing. Yeah. And so the guy that I went to, I mean, it's like, 95, 99 or something like that. Probably important in case people are listening to this and using it as a decision point, probably important to note that it's just a couple of snips to get it done and it's microsurgery to get it undone. That's very true. So it's it's like tens of grands of dollars to get it undone. So hundred percent. Oh, okay. So that's important to know. Yeah. It's not just like an easy, you are absolutely true. Yeah. Yes. But if someone asks you as a man, do you want to have children? And you feel, if you say no, yeah. It should be no question. Yeah, it like shouldn't it, even be a discussion anymore. If you know your answer to having children is no, it should automatically be you go get that handled because it's the responsible adult thing to do. Right. I mean, that's that's the part of the reason I wanted to talk about this is because, you know, my wife and I had a scare about maybe four years ago, and we were definitely at a point where we were like, all right, getting our, our lives are finally back in order. We have a teenager our daughter is like five or something, six at the time. We're like, we're starting to live again. <laughs> and, and then to have a scare at that point was, was like, oh my God, this, this could totally change. Be- because she's my wife's younger than me, that makes a big difference because she could continue to conceive for a, quite a while. So you, you guys are probably convincing me at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would challenge you and you say that we don't have kids. Really? <laughs> right, why, right. Yeah, why wouldn't and, you do it? And, and I imagine that there's a lot of people who go through a divorce after having had kids and they know that they want to go back to dating. But, you know, to, to your point, I'm sure this is what you end up talking to clients about, but you definitely don't want to, you know, have, have more children or have, to have, have the responsibility, the cost and all that stuff. And, and for $220 or whatever, I mean... Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood covers it. I think too, like on a socioeconomic scale. Yeah, but and, and even the flip side of that too, to what to what you were saying is, if if you're with the love of your life and you decide that you do want to make a child, ten thousand dollars is nothing. Exactly, that was like the, that, point, that, that's yeah. the point I was going to make. It'd be nice to have a barrier to entry. A little yes, bit. yes. Not, it's a ten thousand dollar insurance policy that you didn't screw up the love of your life before with yeah. having a child. Yeah, they're going to cost you yeah. way more than that in the first year anyway, so it's yeah. really not a big deal. And I have, I mean, so going back and how many people I've interviewed, I've interviewed 
thousands of potential clients for the uh, the dating service company, and all of the men over all of the years that told me that they had one all said it was the best decision they ever made. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I have never had one single person, and like I said, it'll be 20 years next July, 20 years ago next July that I started with the company. I have never had one single potential or actual client that ever said they regretted it. Yeah. yeah. They I've, all said it was the best decision. Yeah, I probably directly influenced you know, 20, 25 people and same thing. Yep. Without without fail. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it makes I hope that they're out spreading the, the gospel. Yeah. Well. And <laughs> the women who have been with someone say the sex improves exponentially because it doesn't matter how careful you are, there's always a part oh, of the brain sure. of a woman mm-hmm. that until she has her next period is just not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. So it's, it's taking her out of that moment. Yeah. And for the man too. Yes. Absolutely. You're, you're terrified. Yeah. You're like, yeah, every time. So it just changes the whole tone. It changes everything about it. You know, it makes you, and it makes you wonder like, why, why wouldn't we cover this? I mean, this, mm-hmm. the, there's, there's some ethical things going on around this that make you wonder why, why this couldn't be covered. Is it is it a complicated? I, I guess the undoing is is, the, com- is the complicated part of it. But the what well, is covered though? No, the undoing. The undoing. Oh, is the not. undoing. Oh, yeah, so. and that's actually that's an interesting point. One of my friends made once is like because I said, oh, wouldn't it be great if all twelve year old boys had this done? So all babies were intentional. But she brought up the very valid point that then there's a socioeconomic barrier that's unfair. Oh so, yeah. So what would be interesting is a government program that provides them for free and then also undoes them for free. Right. Right. But at least at least. Every baby is intentional. I think that effect alone would be profound on the world. I couldn't agree more because think about that, right? To get it undone, you would have to come in and prove that you have a stable household, yeah. you know, that even, you can Even prove- if you didn't want to be biased at all, right? Because people could say, oh, you're being racially biased or whatever. What's a stable household? Just If you just said you can get it undone if you just ask for it. But you have sure. to make an appointment yeah, and yeah. come in together yeah. and then and do it. Right. Just that small step. Totally. Would be- or, or well, even- that would be an interesting change, too, because if women want to get their tubes tied, a lot of times they have to get their husband's permission. So to get... What? Yeah. Not anymore. I just had a woman that I interviewed not that long ago, and she just had it done in the last five years that she had to get her husband's permission for it. it must be like state by state. I've never heard that yeah. before. Yeah. It's a courtesy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so that would be that. really interesting flipping around that you have to have the woman come in with you to get it yeah. reversed. Yeah. I mean, or even better, like you have to come in, like, you know, on one day and then come back 30 days later. Yes. Because, you know, that's the other thing, too, is, like, people not making, like, rash decisions or yeah. making impulse decisions. Right. That's well, why, like, making the appointment and yes. follow-up appointment. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. It'd be- well, and it's also good if the woman knows so that he can't decide to get her pregnant to keep her trapped. Yeah. Because she didn't know he got it reversed. And he can't say it wasn't me. Because, yep. like, we have a legal document that you came in together and said you wanted to have a baby. So right. you, you are responsible, sir. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't get to, to run away. Yeah, Sorry. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so the other, the other question I, that I have. Well, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Oh, yeah. What is your fear of getting it done and what's holding you back? I, I, to be honest, I, I don't know that there's a lot of fear, but maybe this, maybe this next question will, <laughs> will be part of it. I, I actually thought that it cost a lot more. To be honest, I thought it cost, uh, and maybe this is just from talking to Aaron. I thought it, I thought it was going to cost me five thousand dollars. Yeah, of insurance and to be fa- covers it though. Yeah, and but, to but be we fair, have crappy insurance. Yeah, and to be fair, I would definitely encourage people to look into their insurance because insurance definitely pays for it. Yeah, hundred percent. Even like Medicaid and Medicaid. But see, too. but see, our, we we basically pay for almost everything through HSA. So right, we have, so a, a high deductible health plan. I would yeah. imagine, to be honest with you. 
probably the average price is between like 300 and 500. Yeah, and see, no that's more, not that's not a no barrier, more. but 5,000 has kind of been the, yeah. the yeah. barrier. Yeah, and I will admit I paid way more than I probably should have, but I will totally agree, best decision for myself I've ever made. Okay. And I haven't made a lot of great ones. The, 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 <laughs> the, the other thing is that I have a, a physical job and that there have been times where I'm like, how long do I need? And I, and I haven't researched this at all. I mean, to, to be honest. So like, so how long does it take to recover from one? Oh my gosh. It is honestly when people, I like, I've had some men who are like, well, you know, like tried to say, oh, like the recovery. I'm like, no, bro, mm-hmm. there's like no recovery. Yeah. Like, yes, you have, they give you a local. So you're numb down there. Yeah. And yes, you have to like, you know, put some ice down there for a couple of days. But honestly, like within a week I was fine. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it does feel like well, being kicked in the nuts super hard for two days. I think I was icing for a week or, or so. But it, yeah. only, it only really hurt for a couple of days. Right, like, yes, it did feel like you got kicked in the balls, but really, yeah. like, not bad. No. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's there's no excuse, especially especially if you're with someone and they've had a baby. Uh, I feel like sure there's, just like, yeah. there's just, like, absolutely no excuse. Yeah. I just yeah. thought of two, two pro tips. Uh, one, if when you're laying there and the doctor says, do you want to, do you want to see the vast deference? Do not say yes. Okay. <laughs> because you watched, right? I, I, I was curious. I was like, sure. And when you see this little tube come out of your scrotum that is still attached to you, it's very disturbing. Yeah. Like you feel like you can feel it pulling on your belly button and you're like, Oh God. So don't do that. As, as a, as a health person, as a medical person, I think there's, there's a curiosity of like, kind of want to see what goes on here yeah well, well part of it was yes it, it was interesting but um didn't you say he had like normal surgeons have like the four times spectacles, so he had loops and on. he had the eights yeah. yeah so yes he had loops on because he does reversals yep yep but um and again this was like the best medical experience i had like yeah. you know i had like an hour visit with him the first time he went over all the risks it was just like him and i in this like really nice office and he was super attentive and I don't know, I just like got such yeah. an awesome vibe from him. And he took me into a different room to do like the physical exam and stuff like that. And he had kind of like, you know, he was, he seemed genuinely interested in like what I was doing out there. And like, it was kind of right at the beginning of the whole startup thing, you know, and he, um, so he knew like some venture capitalists and stuff. So while he was doing the vasectomy, I was pitching him on my startup. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's your $5,000. Cause mine was like two thirty. but I was every 15 minutes, he's doing somebody different. And he's telling me, he's like, you know, medical doctors don't know how the heart gets blood back into it after it's been pumped out to the veins. I'm like, really? I don't think that's true. <laughs> so that's the guy that I got. So I'm like, you know, you have what you pay for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and if you, if you get a guy who is not being attentive or I mean, I don't know how many women are, are doing this procedure, but uh, I'm, I'm imagining it's more men. If you, if you have someone who's not being attentive, is it okay to just walk out of the room and say, not today? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Any type of procedure, if you're not feeling comfortable, okay. good idea to leave. Okay. Yeah. Especially 100%. if they have a scalpel. Especially if they have a scalpel. <laughs> yeah. Or they're going to put you under. It's good relationship advice in general. Yeah, if they have a scalpel and you're not feeling comfortable, you should go. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. Okay. So, so, so the, the other question I was going to ask is, so is sex better after, I mean, that's what I've heard. That that's that. and it's better for both partners involved. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the stress is definitely gone, right? You don't have to worry about it right. at all. Yeah. You, I, I will say, I was Mr. Condom beforehand, and the one bad health thing is afterwards, I'm very lax about that. I had been very yeah. lax about it. Still, okay. thankfully, have not caught anything that's permanent, but yeah. that's the downside. So okay. Just yeah. try to still that, be that, responsible. That's, that's, that's a good reminder, actually. Yeah, yeah, you know, it really is. 
But, for somebody uh, who's younger who's doing it especially. Yeah, definitely. Like, still try to be safe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Or, mean, or in their 70s, right. as, as we've <laughs> yes. learned. As that is. Yeah. We, was, were ta- we were talking last night about how the ever-increasing STDs in that age range. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, another plug for, you know, going to someone who does a lot of these, just like any sort of surgical procedure. Yeah. You, like, you really want to go to someone who does a lot of whatever you're going to get to do. Yeah. Like, although I'm a general doctor and I think you really want to have a general doctor, you know, there aren't a lot of them anymore. Yeah. You know, like you want, you know, like a primary care, someone who knows like a little bit about like everything. But when it comes to surgical procedures, you want someone who does that all day long. Totally. You know what I mean? And so and so there are there are some obviously there's risk with everything. But, you know, the two major risks with the vasectomy is you can get like chronic uh, scrotal pain afterwards if the person doesn't know what they're doing. And so that can be real. But the other thing is that you can get reverse ejaculation where you never ejaculate anymore. So again, you, like, you really want to go to someone who knows what they're doing and doing it all the Do time. Do the research. You know, that's yeah. a good point, actually. Probably most people don't realize that you still ejaculate and it looks completely normal afterwards. Because oh, okay. I, I had tons of, tons of girls ask me when I told them I had when they're like, does anything come out anymore? Reasonable question. Yeah. Looks yeah. exactly the same. Exactly. Because the majority of your... Um, um, ejaculation or is semen is actually the th- like the fluid that's coming like from your prostate and your sem- seminal vesicles that's actually transmitting the sperm. Right. So the sperm is like microscopic. Okay, so like yeah, when you after you have the vasectomy, it doesn't look any different. Yeah. Well, and maybe as a doctor, you should also point out the fact that the body absorbs sperm anyway. So anytime you are not ejaculating, it was already doing that anyway. There's nothing wrong with getting a vasectomy. It's not causing any health problems by it being reabsorbed. Totally. And, you know, and one of the things early on when they were doing vasectomies was whether or not um, uh, men's, like, testosterone would go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was another question. Yeah, they've done multiple studies to to prove that that's not the case, which really makes sense because, really, they're just cutting the vas deferens, which is, like, transmitting just the sperm. Right, but your testosterone is coming basically from the blood fl- flow from the testicles. Okay, and actually, that just reminded me too of something I think one of you said earlier about uh, religion. So in the Bible, it says man may not spill his seed. So, mm-hmm. but you now you've taken your seed out of the equation. So you, you're, there's religion should not have a problem with it, or at least yeah. Catholicism or Western religion should not have a problem. With Interesting. It. Well, but they do because you're taking it out of God's plan, and you should just have whatever babies happen to you. Or maybe it was mm-hmm. God's plan for you to have babies in a healthy household my take on these things in terms of in terms of God's plan, and I hope this doesn't cause problems, but is that science has to have been part of God's plan. And once we understand yeah. the science, I mean, the, the science is, it can, can be used for a lot of things. And I think we have to, we have to sort of figure out what, what the ethical pieces of those are. But in this situation, you know, when, when we're talking about the, the, the well-being of people, the, the well-being of half of a population who are interacting with, with men, that's, that's a big deal. And all those, all those children who are not going to get the care, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if we don't do something like this. So and I think ethics, control. I think ethics <laughs> in this situation and, and science being getting part of God's plan trumps. Yeah. Well, and there's also roughly 750,000 children awaiting to be adopted in the United States. I mean, that right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did want to go back to you. You were asking if the sex is better. I would also say it's important to note that the sex will also increase in your life. Yes. Um, we were talking about this earlier, but, uh, because, for some reason, when, when women hear that you've had a vasectomy, they really want to have sex with you. 
Like you can just feel it palpably in the room once you mention it casually. They're like, okay, it's on. Okay. So there's, mm-hmm. there's really no downside. Well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be scheduling soon then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and does your sex drive change at all? This is for something maybe a, maybe a think so, younger dude. person or older person might ask. I don't, th- I don't think my sex drive changed. No, okay. but I yeah. totally agree. I think the sex is definitely better because you remove the unnecessary, you remove the anxiety the part stressor. of it. You just focus on each other. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. you're probably more willing to do it, right? Because there's not as much risk. Yeah. But right. again, got to yeah. say, again, I, yeah, I definitely <laughs> have to say again that you really have to be still careful. I mean, the vasectomy is not going to, to protect you from any STDs at all. Yeah. Like there's a difference between, you know, getting pregnant and having sexually transmitted diseases. And so it's still super important to be protective in that regard. Yes. Which is also why I think we were talking about this also, which is also why I think that the STDs are going up in the older population because they aren't thinking about pregnancy and they don't mm-hmm. even think to use yeah. condoms. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow, that's awesome! Thank you guys. This this was like a, to to share all of this. I, I don't know how if if you guys felt to, totally comfortable, but I have never heard anybody talk about this subject, and this has been sort of churning around between all of you <laughs> for a while. So this is like amazing research. Is there anything we we missed? Is there anything else you can think of? Just like when your appointment is to get your consultation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we can give you a number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah what date was that? In, so, okay, the the, the, this might be one of the, one last thing is, what, 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 where do you start your search? What do you search for when you're when you're looking for someone to do a vasectomy for yeah, a med- that's, medical that's, professional? Yeah, that's actually a really great question. So, um, you know, I would look for a board certified urologist and someone who does a lot of them. And t- I mean, to be honest with you, I think it depends on if you are in a married situation, you have kids, you know for sure. You don't want to have kids at all. You're not going to, you know, freeze your sperm, that sort of thing. I think yeah. there's there's kind of different um, decision pathway there, depending on if you're younger and you think maybe you want to have kids later, so you might want to have a reversal. In that case, I would look for someone who does a lot of reversals. Okay. You want someone, you know, who like knows what they're doing, and so then in case you want to have it reversed in the end, maybe you can go back to the same person because that was my hope that if I did, I would go back to the same person because you know he was in there, he had his own certain technique so he would be able to reverse it easier that's what i would do yeah that makes sense okay cool thanks you guys yeah i thank you for bringing this up because i I think like for me i can't spread the gospel enough it was life-changing in the best way possible and it should be something that every adult male considers yeah i mean just to be fair to the opposite gender right but also for yourself I couldn't couldn't agree more. You know, the other, the other part of it, and maybe this will like lead us down a whole nother road, but, um, (laughs) I, you know, I think anyone struggling with any sort of like, um, you know, like disorder or, you know, you know, mental or physical or that sort of thing that maybe they, you know, thinking twice about whether or not they want to pass that along to kids and that sort of thing. So that, that actually was the thing that kicked me off. I, I forgot about it. It's been so long, but I had been mulling this over and it was, I was diagnosed with my third pretty reasonably serious disease. And I was like, nope, not going to do this. My life has been very difficult. I would not do this to somebody mm. else intentionally. That was the reason that kicked me off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a great point. Was that, was that part for you too, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I, I, I one more question I, for, I forgot. So the, is what what are the what are the percentages or what are the chances that you could still get someone pregnant 
if if you if you have the vasectomy? That is a great question. So I don't know what happened with yours, but afterwards. Uh, with mine, I actually had to leave two sperm samples. I, I don't remember the timing, but it was like, you know, a week later or something, or like two weeks later, and then a, a month afterwards. Isn't Based- it a number of emissions? Doesn't that play into it? Uh, it poss- possibly, but I remember that I had to go there, give a sample to confirm that basically there was no more sperm coming out. Okay. Yeah. So part of the, when I asked my doctor to take out less, that was part of the warning is if I don't put as much space in between the vas deferens, they could grow back. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. so I had to give a few different samples. And he made me come back a year later because of that okay. to prove that I was still sterile. Again, okay. like, well, well, yes. And again, you want to go to someone who knows what they're doing, who does it all the time, because there are many stories out there mm-hmm. of basically people who have gotten a vasectomy and then had kids later because it grew back. Yep. So you want to go to someone who knows what they're doing. And, and, and is there is there any timing to like maybe going to have a... a a follow-up, like is, is a year or after you're clear after a year, maybe three years after that, or is there anything like that? No, I don't think so. You know, the main thing is, and I can't remember off the top of my head because it's been so many years and maybe I should have looked this up, but there was clearly a, uh, a timing afterwards he, where he was like, I know we just did the procedure today, but and you have to wait two weeks to have any sexual activity, and after that you have to wear condoms until you know a month after, two months after, something like that. Until okay. I gave those those two samples, and oh, they were both right. totally clear. Okay, like because you can still have sperm in your system. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, and and then Anthony, when you, when you went back like after a year. Mm-hmm. That you, you got you got the clear on, on yours. Yeah, it was zero count, which was great. They even said it doesn't have to be zero and it's still acceptable, but okay. it was, it was right, zero, right. which was great. Um, and it's actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's something in my mind, because I didn't get the titanium tips, I was like, I need, I should go back like every few years and check it and I have it. And that's actually pretty irresponsible of me, honestly, because it doesn't cost anything to go to your doctor and say, I just want to do a sperm sample. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. That was awesome, you guys. So, <laughs> so good. Yeah, thank you. What an interesting conversation. I'm curious to hear what you think uh, after hearing this. Did it change your opinion or give you encouragement to have the procedure done? I'd love to hear your reaction about this conversation, and I'd love to hear from both men and women. And of course, if you have any questions for me or any of the guests of this episode, please reach out. Jeremy at highway2.health is my email. And if you find this an important subject or know someone who you think should hear this, please share it directly or post it on your media page. It is certain to draw some attention. Thanks for listening and for all that you do. Be good to yourself, be kind to each other, and take care of your planet. Be well, my friends. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.